I'm trying to become a parliamentarian of sorts myself. Um, How so? Well, I'm running for moderator in the town amended. What? Boo, 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 boo. Now, that is pretty cool. Uh, good luck to you. Yeah. And uh, I really want you to get that. I have no um, opponent as of yet. So up until very, very recently, I didn't realize the moderator held such power. Yeah. Well, well, think of it like this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, town government, much like federal and state government, is broken into branches. Right. Um, in Milford, the I select say right board. And I didn't really know. I said I say right, and I didn't really really know that. Oh, well, yeah. In Milford, the select board is the executive branch. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you and the judicial branches. Town meeting members. No. The judicial branch are the, the boards that get their authority from the state to interpret law, um, town zoning. Oh, and so we're actually, see, that, so you're, that th- we're talking sense. planning board, planning board, that's your judicial branch, board of health. Um, these boards that have authority derived from the state that are sort of separate from town meeting and the, um, and the select board. Once so, they can how- so town meetings, Congress is the House of Reps. Town meetings, Congress. And who's the speaker? Right. Who's the speaker? The moderator. The moderator. Hell yeah. Oh, I get it. I get it. Thanks for taking me to school. That was nice. Yeah. So I'm ready to be the speaker of the House of the Town Amendment, essentially. Wow. All right, Mitch. Oh, I mean. <laughs> no, he I will said it. through he's, the Zoom and strangle you. He said, he said it. I mean, it's, the, it's, the, it's Congress, so. Would you be? Yeah. Would you be? You'd be Nancy Pelosi then. Yeah, I'd be Nancy. <laughs> I'm ready to be Nancy. Awesome. That's cool. I hope you get it, man. You deserve it. Absolutely deserve it. I think I when I think of Menden, I think of you. Back in, <laughs> I don't know if he's ever going to listen to this. He might not. Maybe he'll hear about it. Probably not. Uh, like uh, back in Millville, there was a, a kid younger than me, uh, Kevin Kenny. He was Mr. Millville. I remember John Dean named him Mr. Millville, and he actually had a day. Oh, wow. After him. That's yeah. a pretty. Uh, uh, exactly. John and Dean I was, calls you I Mr. Was very, Mr. Millville. I was very jealous. Very jealous. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but when I think of Menden, I think of you. Oh, wow. I do. I think about the fact that you, you talk to anybody, no matter what their alliance or their philosophy, ideology is, you'll talk to them. Just to get to know him, and you do it all around Menden. You have a great his, uh, insight on the history of Menden and the whole surrounding area, and I think that is that's that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. The way that the way that I think of Barbados is like the way that you have thought of Menden, and I think that's pretty pretty damn cool. Huh. <laughs> Don't cry on me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have an opponent yet. Mm. Um, I just got all my signatures done. We got like one month, right? When's yeah, I've got, I've got till March March thirtieth, but um, you know, it's good to have everything done. Yeah, that's awesome. You don't mm. have to, you don't have to stop. I what? mean, I I I, ran I, will, for I I I wouldn't, but I filled out the entire sheet. Like I got more than I needed. Oh, oh. Well, even oh. then, like so, I had. I ran for a town meeting member and I got in and I, when I was getting my signatures, I think I only needed like 30 signatures, but I got like 70 or 80 
just because like I knew I had checked them all off to make sure like, all right, these aren't going to be thrown out. So I knew I had a solid 30 and then mm-hmm. I ended up going for 80 because I just wanted to meet more people in, in the neighborhood just to say hi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which of course at the end of the, when I finally got in, I, I almost want, I wanted to send like cards to everybody. And now I'm like, that's, that's a lot of cards. <laughs> like, I'm like, going to do all that. <laughs> For a town meeting member spot, <laughs> right? I'm just, I'm just thankful that, well, so, that so you're part of Congress, responded. essentially. I'm, I'm part of Congress. I'm, I am the. Corey you never Bush. thought about it like that before, did you? I, I never thought about being Corey. I thought about being Corey Bush, but now I, I can actually say I'm Corey Bush of Milford. You're part of the Congress of Milford. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that's that feels good. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use that. You're a legislator, man. Yikes. That sounds, that sounds like it's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. Well, you know. going on what's going on progressive milford time we're back with the awkward intros <laughs> yeah and so hey um so we uh last time we, we kind of did a love letter of sorts to joe biden um be prepared because this time we're, we're doing the opposite because he's he has uh not stepped up to the plate he before is- we get to that <laughs> can i just say i think of all the episodes we we uh we made that was the one that we did not provoke <laughs> at all yeah no because cause, cause I, was a little, I was a little ashamed <laughs> like oh. after we did it we're like wow we, what were we thinking <laughs> definitely sound like a fanboy but guess what we're not fanboys <laughs> no oh my god he's so uh <laughs> He's so humble and right, yeah, yeah, good guy, you know. Yeah, turns out, turns out he's just like the rest of them. He is what we thought he was, yeah, you know. No, it's not to say you can't end up being good, you know, it's not to say you can't change course, but if he does, it won't be due to any reason he wants to be. (laughs) That's the thing. Um. It will be because of pressure applied by us and people like us. Um, I'm, it, that's the he only. Makes, it makes me sad because, like, he, we it feels like we're like on a roller coaster. Like we're going up the roller coaster, going up and up and up, and it's like we are almost there. We're almost like we we're gonna get it. We're gonna get it, and then now we're just like we're on a free fall. We're going right down, and it just feels like huge. Yeah. Is he really not going to do this? He's not, he, he, at, at least up to the election, he was saying he was going to do this. And now he's not going to do this. Like, yeah. man. Come on, man. Promise is unkept. <laughs> We're currently in the middle of uh, getting a relief bill passed. Again, still. Again, we're still there. 
dynamics have changed a little bit from when we first talked about this, though. What? From then to now. Well, we, dem- Democrats now control the House. And well, I mean, last time we were talking about that, too. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but in the very beginning, at least, like, we were, we, we were still with uh, a Trump presidency. Now we've officially crossed over. Like the last couple of episodes, yeah, we've we've cro- we had already crossed over. But when we first started talking about this, it was when Trump was still president, and yeah. now we crossed over. Yeah. And yet, so now, like to me, the starting line is the day uh, Biden got in got in. Yeah, and it's like this should be a breeze. Yep. Like there's no reason. I'm sorry, the courts will agree, the people agree. And we have the, the we have the votes to to make it go. What's the downside here? I'm pretty sure that's three against one. Like, who cares what the craven insurrectionist Republicans think? Like, why are we why are we looking looking to them? Well, well, to be fair, to be fair, um, they're like really mean. <laughs> they make me scared. They're, they're really. <laughs> To be fair, they're like really mean people, and like, you know, they're kind of scary. I can't do that COVID package because um, these guys are scary. Yeah, but like, like I don't know. Well, so so here's where we're at, right? The COVID relief package is still at one point nine trillion dollars, which is one of the largest single spending bills in American history. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, it needs to be. Yep. Um, there's another. So, because the Senate, which is the most antiquated legislative body on the face of the planet, is the United States Senate. Um, its sole purpose is to stop legislation. Um, and I've been more firmly convinced of this after comparing other um, countries' legislative bodies. Yeah. Um, which I've been doing a, a, a project on that. Um, but, the United I mean, States it, Senate's whole yeah. purpose is to stop legislation from happening. It, oh, it, it is. It's, it's the safeguard. You know, it's it's the. Um, it was set up to be that way. So if like some radical person gets in power, they won't be able to just change everything at once. Which I mean has its uses. But right. the thing is, what if some radical force gets in power to stop things from happening, you know, um, to radically improve, keep, keep things the same, mm-hmm. you know, or, or even worse, try to bring society, rip society back to a previous state, which is where right. we're at. Um, right. You know, we need, I think it was JFK who said, you know, if, if, uh, if peaceful change is made impossible, violent change is made inevitable. Right. Um, yes. I mean, I mean, there's an awful lot of people who have, have put their hopes and dreams on this this gentleman from Delaware um, in the Democratic Party who are, are thinking that that peaceful change is looking pretty impossible right now. I mean. Um, we have this bill, this $1.9 trillion bill that includes um, $1,400 checks, which they should be $2,000 checks. Um, mm-hmm. and, I mean, come on, like. And honestly, every day. When did those. Every, every day that goes by, it should be more than $2,000. Yeah, yeah. When did those $600 checks pass? 
true. December? That was December, December 31st. Yeah, yeah. So ask, ask me so, how I know. So now we're at the end of February and you're going to really pull the, oh, well, you know, the $600 you got in December plus the $1,400 you're getting potentially in March, maybe. Um, that That's the $2,000 we promised in, in January. No, no, that's not, that's not how it works. That's yeah. not how it works. You know, like, if you're going to say that, you should have passed it the week now, next week, or the week you got in power. Um, but, but the thing is, since, since the Senate rules are written in a way to stop legislation, there's this obscure sort of rule that, that was passed as a loophole in the 1800s that they just kind of kept because it, it seemed beneficial called the filibuster, um, which requires a two thirds vote to, or, or, or 60 people to get anything passed, essentially. And it's not that, that that's the vote requires, that's, that's the votes that's required to close debate. So you can debate forever on a subject and never actually call a vote. That's what the filibuster is. And, you know, you that's can a, call that... That's an open loop. What? It's a, that's an open loop. Like, yeah, yeah. Just go on, go on, go on, go on. Yeah, and so you can kill that with a simple majority. You mm-hmm. can. It's a rule change. Rule changes can't be filibustered. You can, if they wanted to, which the Democrats have 51 members essentially, with Kamala, they can kill that rule. But mm-hmm. two people have said no. Kristen Sinema, the senator from Arizona, <sighs> and Joe Manchin, our favorite senator from West Virginia. Progressives are urging Senate Democrats to do away with the legislative filibuster, which of course indicates that the Senate would need 60 votes in order to pass most legislation, especially sweeping legislation that Biden wants to pass as part of his presidential agenda. Now, we got word that Senate Majority Leader, or former Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, had held up negotiations regarding the rules in the Senate, which he has to negotiate with the incoming Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, because he wanted a promise on paper, a written commitment that the Senate Democrats would not do away with the filibuster. Senator Schumer said, no, I am not committing to that. We wanna be able to have that option on the table. Well, we just found out that Mitch McConnell has decided to Agree, okay, that's fine. We have the power sharing rules in place. Let's sign off on this, let's get the process going. And people were wondering why, why the change of heart? Well, it turns out that there are two Democratic lawmakers, conservative Democrats, Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema, who have committed to voting no on doing away with the filibuster. And so I'm gonna go to their quotes right now, including one spokesperson for Senator Sinema who says that the Senator is not open to changing her mind about eliminating the filibuster. So she's not even open to that discussion. She wants to maintain the filibuster, which by the way, makes it abundantly clear that the policies that the Democratic Party wanna pass 
will be impossible to pass because they are not gonna get enough Republican senators to sign on with them. They will serve as obstructionists and Kirsten Sinema, a right wing Democrat has decided to side with them, fantastic. Same with Joe Manchin. Joe Manchin says, if I hadn't said it very plain, maybe Senator McConnell hasn't understood. I want to basically say it for you that I will not vote in this Congress, meaning not vote to get rid of the filibuster. That's two years, right? Question, was right. Arizona, a was, this is gonna sound weird. Was Arizona a slave state? Arizona wasn't even a state back then. Okay, then. Weird. What? Why is Arizona the way Arizona is? Like, because why is Christian cinema? Because it's, it's Florida in the desert. I mean, I guess, but it had to be. Where everybody Florida goes to reti- That's where a lot of people go to retire. I'm not. I'm not even joking. It's a. It's got a very. It's got a much older population than most of the country. So much more Republican. It must be like a, a, I don't know. But they vote vote Democrat this time because of um, Mm -hmm. indigenous people. Right. And Latinos. It's a a very confusing state to me. Well, that's like lots of the Southwest. Yeah. That's basically the entire Southwest. It's a very... uh, it's like a clash of cultures. Seriously, like there's Native American, there's uh, Latino, and there's white or in, or, his, or Hispanic. It's like that's yep. the and yet some are progressive, some are super right wing, and I don't know where the centrists come in, but I mean that's what makes that whole state go so wonky. <laughs> like it's just. <laughs> opposing well, and here's the other thing Kristen Cinema, she's bi, right? She's open, I think so, yeah. She's one of the first openly bisexual legislators, in, right? Um, in Congress, Mike Pence had to swear her in, and mm. it was, it was, it was like, it was like one of those own resistance moments, like, ha ha. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what that's what Democrats live for. <laughs> Yeah, they just like symbol symbolism. Own, own, remember, remember when we said that all the Republicans cared about was own the libs. Yeah. Now that it's own, own the cons. Own the cons. Yeah. Own the Trumpists. Mm-hmm. Goddamn Cheetolini, nah. whatever. Yeah. So those two are have said no to the filibuster. So there's another rule that was put in place in the '70s that says in order to pass a budget bill you can bypass the filibuster. You can just end debate with a simple majority Mm -hmm. um, called reconciliation. However, that only applies to financial bills, budget bills, things that that substantially impact the United States budget. Um, Mm -hmm. And um, Bernie Sanders is, is the budget committee chairman. So of course, you know, there was a lot of people that said, you know, we should actually negotiate with the Republicans on this COVID relief bill. Well, Bernie Sanders said uh, no. Yeah, and Joe Biden agreed. Um, and, and Chuck Schumer agreed. They're going to go through reconciliation. They can, they can do it without a single Republican vote. Um, now, here's the thing. There is a, uh, the Senate has a person, the parliamentarian, who's essentially the referee, who's job is to basically make sure everybody's following the rules. 
Uh, and Bernie put his $15 an hour minimum wage in the relief bill saying it has a substantial impact upon the budget, which, you know, various, the Congressional Budget Office, which scores these things to talk about how much will increase the deficit and stuff like that, said it would have a substantial impact, a negative impact. Um, and Bernie said, well, regardless if it has a negative or a positive impact, you just proved it had an impact so it can go in. Um, right, right. And the parliamentarian said, no, it, it doesn't. So no, who is it no, no, it doesn't what? It doesn't have so, an impact, enough of an impact upon the budget to be consi considered after, a... After saying it was a negative. Well, no, there's two different organizations. So Congress has several different... Oh, Lord. ...bureaucratic <laughs> organizations attached to it. There's one called the Congressional Budget Office, whose yep. job is to literally run the numbers on every single bill and release a report that says this is the impact it will have on the United States budget. Right. Because money is the biggest thing going. <laughs> yeah, right. That, that's their job. They're nonpartisan. They take every bill. They say this this is what will happen. Yep. They, they release a report. And sometimes um, Sanders get a second opinion from someone else. And the parliamentarian makes sure that they're following the rules. And they said... This is out of order. It doesn't have enough of an impact upon the budget to be used as reconciliation. Breaking news tonight, the Senate parliamentarian has denied Senate Democrats' attempt to include a $15 an hour minimum wage in the $1.9 trillion COVID relief package. This is a huge setback for Democrats who were bullish on the prospect that it would survive. President Biden, a veteran of the Senate, had signaled this could happen, and it's unclear what Democrats will do going forward. The minimum wage increase is currently in the House version of the bill, which is set to hit the floor tomorrow. Right. So, so who does the uh, parliamentarian work for? Hmm. Well, that would be the president of the Senate. And who is the president of the Senate? President the vice president of the United States at any given time. Right. So, so the final say is with the presiding, presiding person in the Senate, the equivalent of the Speaker of the House, who is the vice president, Kamala Harris. So, you know what, Tom? It just sounds like the Democrats hold all the chips. Yeah, no, we do. We do. We hold enough chips. I'm not going to say we hold all the chips. Every single bill right now is going to be a slog. Um, but, I'm not but, saying it. For, but for this relief package, it sounds like it's only, it's only the Democrats to lose. It's not, they could, right. they could make it happen. Yep, they certainly they, can. They can make it happen. And if they don't, it's because they've made a decision to not make it happen. So that's one would know. be uh, one would be um, to, to snatch defeat out of the hands of victory. Like this would be an incredible feat. Well, hold on. <laughs> Why would they do that? Why would they do that? Why would they do that, Tom? Why would they like, snatch the like? Is that something the Democrats do? I've never heard of that before. You know, no, you've never heard of that. No, you've never, no, you've, not not the Democratic Party. Not, not the Democratic Party that I know. That Democratic Party would never just lay down for a hundred and twenty something days and let a Supreme Court justice go through their fingers. No, they wouldn't do that. So, so that's that's what's happening right now.
the minimum wage is dead, but it can't be included in the bill. The options are either overrule the parliamentarians, say you're wrong, nope, it's going in the bill, which the Senate President Kamala Harris can do um, to kill the filibuster and pass it with 51 votes. Mm-hmm. or to attempt to get 10 Republicans on board to pass a $15 an hour minimum wage. So far, the Democrats have chosen the third option. Which, okay, are you going to get 10 Republicans to support a $15 an hour minimum wage? Well, no, Tom Cotton and um, Mitt Romney have proposed a separate minimum wage bill that raises the minimum wage to $10 an hour. And I believe that $10 an hour doesn't come to fruition until 2025. Which is the same thing as the $15 an hour. So essentially, yeah, but exactly, it's 15. Exactly. It's 15. Um, here's the thing. Do you, do you know what the uh, minimum wages in Tom Clinton state of Arkansas is? $11. Wow. So he's saying for the rest of the country, you can take a dollar off. Should, should get paid less than Arkansas should. Um, yep. It's amazing. Yeah, so so those are the... Those are the if, only, if only the Democrats would, would run those. You know. Those messages. Yeah, so, so I think in order to make sure this passes, Kamala Harris should overrule a parliamentarian. I mean that right. That seems to be the most reasonable course of action when presented with those three stark. The bill is dead if that doesn't happen. I would agree. Don't get a minimum wage increase. At I all. would agree. Which has she signaled what she would do, or would she? Well, so Ron Klain, who is Biden's chief of staff, has already said we're not doing that. Several times today. Kamala <laughs> Harris has not released a separate statement. The thing is, when you elect a president, you'll also the Electoral College separately elects a vice president. Yeah. The reason for this is the vice president has is not beholden to the president. The vice president can act on their own and they have their own power base and they, they're not, you know, they choose to run with them, but it's the electors who's, who, who choose to vote, who to vote for, for vice president. Okay. Um, so they get elected separately. They can do their own thing. Kamala mm-hmm. can, can, do whatever she wants at this point. So Biden can say what he wants, but she can do what she wants. She can do what she wants. She can't. But she's but she's choosing to be silent right now. She's choosing to be silent right now. She's, she's not, weighing her options. It's not an automatic for her. Yeah, right. Uh, and she has said that she believes strongly in $15 an hour minimum wage in the past. Man, this would be really tough for her, isn't it? It's a tough decision. How do I go back on something I've been saying? Well, I know Biden, Biden obviously can do it, but man, I'm, I'm a little bit more convicted to not do that. Go ahead, Kamala, show me. Show me that you're not going to, you know, turn around and, and do the opposite of what you said you're going to do. I challenge you to do what you said you're going to do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I contacted her office today. I also contacted uh, Senator Warren's office and Senator Markey's office. I contacted the president in the vice president's office um, and said, look, you know, I, I hope you do the right thing. A lot of people are, are um, a lot of people are, are, are relying upon you actually 
that's the thing. She can, the Democrats can pass this minimum wage. They can do it right now. Yeah. They can. They have the power to. Question is, will you use the power you're given for good? That's the question. We know that they use their power so far. They're using it to defend Neera Tandon right now, um, who, for some reason, um, you know, say what you want about her, but she's torn into just about everyone in government <laughs> at one point or another on Twitter. Um, her track record has included supporting Social Security cuts to, um, you know, make the system solvent. Um, entitlement reform, they call it, which is, you know, something the Republicans have been seeking for decades. Um, that's, that is uh, Biden's nominee for the Office of Management of the Budget. The person who... It was an interesting choice. Yeah, she's a very interesting choice. Yeah, she, she was one of Hillary and Bill's closest confidants. Um, but, but the thing about the Office of Management and Budget is, you know, that's the person who ensures that every single department's sticking to the budget. All these, you know, Pentagon and, and Department of Justice and, you know, they all answer financially. The, the person in the Office of Management and the budget is the one that says, hey, wait a second, you're spending too much on this. That's not what Congress passed. That's, so it has a great deal of power. Um, and Neera Tandon has, it seems like her candidacy is doomed because no Republican's going to vote for her. And now it looks like Joe Manchin's against her. For mean tweets, it's a really weird thing for Joe Manchin to be about. Yeah, so they're spending a lot of time trying to defend this person who's essentially dead in the water, and they're expending no energy, none whatsoever, on trying to defend the minimum wage. None. Uh, I mean, I mean, am I wrong? No. Am I wrong? And, and here's the thing: I'm supposed to go out and advocate and tell people, look, you know, you need to vote for the Democrats again, like. What's the point? What's yeah. the point? What, what's the point? People are going to say, what's the point of electing Democrats? What is, well, you know, they're not. I'm saying it. They're not like the right now. The, they're not like the Republicans. Okay, let's, you know, yeah, the Republicans are literally um, trying to overturn Democratic elections. They're out there, you know, they're actively advocating against the $15 an hour minimum wage. Yeah. But the thing is, you have the power to make a $15 minimum wage. You're not doing it. Yeah. So, okay, you're not demonizing the poor. You're just not helping them. <laughs> like, that's, right. that's, that's the thing. Right. Um, if we want any sort of credibility whatsoever, we need to actually do what we got elected to do. I, I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. You know, if you don't like it, like, then fine. Let somebody else take it. it. A, because you know what? It's, it's exhausting. It's kind of it what is. I was saying earlier. Like it's like it's like we're going down a, a mountain and then we hit a plateau and we wait there, we wait there, we wait there, and then we go down the mountain and we hit a plateau and we wait there. It's like the plateau are the Democrats. It's like we don't really go anywhere. We're just we're just staying completely still and the Republicans come into power okay. and then we slide down. Right, right. Over right. and over and over again. And it gets exhausting because guess how much money we gave to Amy McGrath in her in her campaign against against Mitch McConnell. Millions and millions of dollars, and she lost. Same thing with like what Sarah Gideon in Maine. Millions and millions of dollars 
and she lost. And it's because you were running these Democrats who you know aren't actually trying to fight for people. And it's just exhausting. You had all of Georgia come out. You got those voters that you said you could never get. They, you got them out. And what did they get out of it? They got nothing. They haven't gotten a COVID relief package. And now the, now the, now the Georgia uh, uh, GOP is going to strip their rights to vote. It's exhausting to do this over and over again and get nothing out of it. I'm a resident of Georgia. I'm a resident of Georgia. I'm a resident of Georgia. I am a resident of Georgia. I'm a resident of Georgia. Georgia. I am standing up to vote in a special election Georgia. on January 5th. January 5th. January 5th. January 5th. January 5th. Because I'm passionate about voting. And to make sure that everybody knows that every Just vote counts. Because I feel that Georgia needs a voice. More leaders in our city. To shape our present and enhance our future. I'm standing up to oppose bigotry. Bigotry. Racism, income inequality, greed, corruption, corruption. For healthcare, for healthcare, for healthcare for all. Stand up for the future of Georgia. Stand up for the future of Georgia. Stand up, Georgia. Yep. So yeah, no, I, I'm not. I. It's very at this moment. It's super, super difficult for me to say anything positive about Democrats. And I have people who are on the opposite side saying you got to give them time. No, this is it. This is it. I don't seem. I don't think you guys seem to realize that this is it. That you don't. You're not going to do it in 2023. You do it now, while you have the opportunity. Like you don't know the 2022. Like we keep saying 2024, but 2022 is coming. And if there's a big red wave and they knock knock uh, uh, more senators into Republican hands, then you're completely stonewalled. And if they and if it's a real big red wave because we haven't actually gotten a COVID package and no one's actually gotten helped with anything, then you're gonna have you're gonna lose the house. Like this is not a game. These are people's lives. Their livelihood. These are people who have been out of work for months. These are people who have no idea what they're going to do because they are their house collapsed because it's frozen over in Texas. Like they somehow somehow the federal government was able to give uh, give uh, uh, FEMA relief money to people in Texas, but they couldn't open their pockets to give people money because of a, a pandemic. This is a this is a bizarre world right now. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty fascinating just how 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 bad it is. Like like how little people seem to how little people in power seem to actually um, care about this. How how little attention they pay you know there's lots of people i'm sorry i got in an argument with someone today who who started saying well you know a lot of people actually saved money during the pandemic and it's like <laughs> oh my it, it's God. like but this pandemic was a good thing that's, huh? that's, that's good for them like i don't care about them 
like I, yeah like that whole it's like it's like the people who say like well i mean if you pay off people uh kids student loans well what about the people who came before them right that paid right. off their entire like like, like I'm, not, thing, I'm not concerned about before i'm concerned why, about right now. why is it why is it then when when push comes to shove there's so many people who turn into republicans right i mean that's that's what we're talking about um and if you don't like me saying that, and then, then stand with me and, and call for the Democrats to do better. I know lots of good people who are Democrats. Tons. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying I don't. I'm not saying I think most people who who are um, Democrats, I think, are, are people who are doing it for the right reasons. I, th- I do think that. It's almost like I think about people at my, my job, my work, like do people just like put their head down and not really understand the mission and the goal of the of what the business is and they're just like going through the motions or they're 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 thinking of doing a lot of a lot of small details and eventually that will like, we all do it together it'll grow into something bigger and like like i'm just wondering if they're just thinking like i don't want to look up and see what's actually going on because the democrats are in charge so i know it's going to work out if you just keep like i don't i'm just trying to understand like when does it become an emergency like when does it become when does it become like oh this is this is not a fire drill like this is the real thing there are really people hurting right 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 now right now right 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 now over five hundred thousand people are dead like that 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 <laughs> how how terrible is it that anybody right now is dying of covid when there's a vaccine out there yep like how terrible is that like, what kind of country are we where we're just like yeah, you know, like I know that they're trying to put those kids back together with the parents at the border. Like, uh, but uh, I'm not gonna think about it. Like I think about it. Right, and look, look let's, let's talk about let's talk about the the absolute cruelty of the Trump administration for a second. Yes. Okay. Look, look. There is a distinction. I'm going to say this. There is a distinction in that the Trump administration actively chose to take families that were coming in across the border and separate them. And, right. and they actively chose this as a policy um, decision to deter more immigrants from coming in. And they lied about it yep. to and Congress. They lied about it to Congress. Were you aware that the zero tolerance policy would lead to minors being separated from their parents, yes or no? 
as we increase consequences for those who break the law, just as yes, everywhere. Look, I have such limited time, Madam Secretary. Okay. I'm sure you can appreciate that. As a, as a consequence for a parent me. going to jail, we in this country do not take the children to jail. Okay. So I take that as a yes, that you understood that the zero tolerance policy was going to lead to minors being separated from their parents. As it has in the last three administrations. Yes. Okay. So the answer is yes. At the I mean, look, that's, that's terrible. <laughs> I'm not saying it isn't. It, it's, it's awful. It's one of the worst things this country has ever done. So the Biden administration is calling the status quo, which has been, you know, there's a, a influx of people coming across the border, unaccompanied minors, and they're holding them in detention facilities, right. which is hor horrific. Yeah. But it's a it's a, a type of horrific we've been stomaching for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, and, and here's the thing, though. During the Trump administration, we've sort of been exposed to a lot more of this. Um, the horrific nature of our government, I feel. I, I feel like a lot of people are sort of, you know, saying this is not who we are. Well, well, time to prove it. You know, yep. Um, time to prove that's not who we are. So it sure is looking like that's who we are. <laughs> uh, I, like, I, I'm. I need to follow up on the the gentleman who was arrested for providing water to migrants in the desert. Uh, he would put water bottle bottles, uh, jugs yep. of water, canteens out there, and. And Border Patrol would kick them over, dump out the water, and then when they found them, they were arrested them and they put them in prison. Uh, I know he was had a lawsuit with the Trump administration. I don't know what happens, how it works after that. I would like to see what the Biden administration and and even the Attorney General what they would do about it. Like, are they going to side with Trump on this, or do like, I, the fact I got to ask that question is really really sad. You know, right. but I, I, right. I don't know. I don't know. And that's really, that's really unfortunate. It's just very, um, it's very horrific that that's, that's, I keep saying this word horrific or not a lot because I'm trying to drive home the fact that, you know, during the Trump administration, we sat there and we kept saying, oh, this isn't normal mm -hmm. about various things. I'm trying to drive home the fact that the normal, the normal we had lived for a very long time mm -hmm. is also horrific yep. and unacceptable. Yep. Um, and that, that's where we're at. I mean, last episode was called the, the return of normal or normal strikes back. Well, we're, we're back in normal. Uh, what are you going to do about it? There's a lot of good people out there. And Marky is one that comes to mind. Uh, Elizabeth Warren's another one that comes to mind who who have been stepping up and actually, uh, you know, Ed Markey called out Joe Biden for both um, cages on the border again, uh, as well as a missile strike against Iran. He, he called Joe Biden out for that today and has been steadfast in his support of abolishing the filibuster. So look, I'm not going to sit here and say all hope is lost. I'm not going to sit here and say everybody's bad because that's not that's not productive. 
again, but we have to know what we're dealing with. And what we're dealing with is um, normal U.S. policy rearing its ugly head. And we have to act actively confront it this time. We can't, um, we can't just assume that things are going to get better because that's how we let things get worse. Um, so yeah, that's all I have to say about that. culture. One thing that, that has entered our discourse ad nauseum is that of the idea of cancel culture. Um, what is cancel culture? Well, that's a good question, right? At one point, it was just, I think, I feel like it's what we call um, unpopular opinions being treated as unpopular opinions, right? Um, conservatives have been talking about this idea that the you know, people are getting censored for their views. They're getting canceled. They're, they're getting kicked off of websites and getting kicked off out of their jobs for their views, like the uh, Gina Carano on the Mandalorian, you know, tweeted out saying that conservatives are treated like, like they were, the Jews were during the Holocaust, which is insane. Look, she works for Disney, right? <laughs> she works for right, Disney. Right. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, Disney doesn't like controversy. I don't know if you, you knew that. Um, they're kind of, it's kind of their brand to stay away from controversy, right? Mm -hmm. That's their thing. And, and look, um, you want to know who's really canceled? Are, are people who are going to workplace to try to start a union. Um, who get fired over it. Um, yes. That's that's cancel culture. Um, I haven't heard you conservatives standing up against that. 
all these years. Um, it sounds like what Gina Carano ran into was a um, terrible thing known as at-will employment that, that much of the United States uh, lives under. Um, haven't heard you standing up against that all these years. Um, but, but that's the thing. So, so we're talking, you're essentially saying that you, you feel you're being discriminated against in your jobs and, and in services and in platforms because of your political views. Is that essentially what they're claiming? I think so. Yeah. So I, I, think, I think they are trying to pull the, the uh, what do they call it? The, the Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, right, right, right. So, so here's the thing: Are you? Is it that you're trying to expand the anti-discrimination law to include political ideology as a protected class? Is that what you're trying to do? <laughs> have you have you suggested that? No, no, because they don't have. There's no actual policy um, remedy. They're not proposing a policy remedy here. Right. They're not proposing any sort of change to what what you're seeing is. The fact that in the 90s, the conservative movement declared a culture war on the left and they lost it. That's, that's the thing. They yeah. lost the culture war. That what you're seeing is what happens when you lose the culture war that you mm -hmm. started. Um, yeah. You know, and here's the thing. I would be more, I guess I would be more uh, sympathetic to your claims if you actually um, got behind any of these you know, oh, corporations have way too much power. Really? I wonder who's been saying that for years. Mm -hmm. You know, um, mm -hmm. oh, well, you know, these, these tech companies are too big and need to be broken up. They, they have a monopoly. Oh, really? He's been saying that. But that's right. But you're not actually proposing to do any of these things. You just want to complain. That's, that's why I just that's why I just look over at them and I just eat my avocado toast like mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> go but, ahead like, snowflake but, like, but the thing is they cancel people all the time ever hear of a band called the Dixie Chicks now yeah. called the, I think the Chicks right oh like I said earlier Colin Kaepernick they like or Colin Kaepernick. Those, that man that man lost or, his job or Colin Kaepernick <laughs> but like remember literally um the Dixie Chicks were like hey I don't really like this war in Iraq and they tried to like literally cancel them. Right. Yeah. Um, remember Freedom Fries? Yeah, man, they tried to cancel French fries. French, man. they tried to cancel an entire goddamn country. At this hamburger joint in Hollywood, they don't serve French fries anymore. I'm getting European fries today. Not French fries? Oh, no, no, no. We ran across this story coming from, to us from Beaufort, North Carolina, where a uh, certain restaurant there is now saying they're not gonna be serving any more French fries. That's what we're hearing, and uh, Neil Rowland, is, uh, he's the operator of this restaurant, it's Cubby's in Beaufort, uh, North Carolina, and there's Neil. He's joining us now live to tell us what this is all about. Hey, Neil, where'd the idea come from? We opened up our menu, and the word French just took us and grabbed us. So all of a sudden, we decided, you know what we're going to do? We're going to change our French fries to Freedom Fries in support of our uh, president, also our troops. To show support. I guess they don't have French vanilla ice cream or I guess not. French poodles at home. Maybe, maybe not. French manicures. Those uh, frogs. All those frogs yeah, over there. They wouldn't Gosh. support our war in Iraq that now conservatives claim they always hated. Um, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I know. Oh, uh, and they also they also canceled people and had no forgiveness over the death of like Tamir Rice or yep. Eric Gardner yep. or Sean Bell or Trayvon Martin. Or yeah, I could go. Or I could go on and on. Or Mr. On. Potato Head. Hey, they, they, they be, hey, man, they be canceling everybody. They'll cancel them. They'll cancel your entire life. They don't. They don't call it but, that. 
No, they don't call. They don't call it can But I call it canceled. Yeah, I th- you know that that's those those people are dead, and that and that you know what I heard Ted Cruz say that today so, or, or yesterday he said he was talking to his crowd saying you know all, all those uh, people want to come down here, go come down and protest they don't do it in Texas because we have our Second Amendment rights down here oh are you talking about murdering this even me are you talking about murdering people uh, Ted are you talking about people being canceled Ted like like you fascist. <laughs> Wait, what do you think? What do you? Well, I love. I love about he's he's down in Orlando for for CPAC, which, by the way, he's yeah. not, which means he's not in Texas um, right. again. <laughs> he, he said. He said. He said. Oh, but it's you know, so it's, good to be in Orlando. The weather's so not good as good Orlando. as Cancun. He said that. Like unbelievable, unbelievable. They have no shame, and the fact no. that they don't even cheer. That is just telling you how craven they are. But the thing is, like, there's this this whole idea that there's this pervasive, um, you know, uh, again, conservatism is not so much an ideology as it is a series of gripes. Right. It's all it's ever been. It's this idea, oh, well, you know, everything's slipping away from us, and you know, we're on we're on the outside now, and if we don't do something, we're gonna lose everything that we've. Like you know, do you know what do you know what Marjorie Taylor Greene did yesterday? No. She marched over with a group of people to Ilan Omar's office and demanded that Ilan Omar swear in on the Bible because she didn't swear on on the Bible in their short for she's not legally a congresswoman. So they want her to be a congresswoman? Is that what they're saying? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Like, you, you do know if she, if, 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 if Omar falls through, then you're saying that she's a congresswoman. She should have just done it. <laughs> she should have just done it. And then they'd be like, like oh. she not sit in Congress. She did not swear in on the Bible. That's illegal. And, the, the, and there, was someone, there was someone who had a camera on her that's like, you know, there's no law against swearing in on the Quran, right? And, and she said, she said, of course there is. Well, that must have changed recently because when it was controlled by Republicans, we wouldn't have allowed that. that that's what, literally what she said. Oh, you don't even like so. How does how does how does she? I, it was like Kent was it Kent George or something like that. I'm Kent or something like that. I am real suspicious of anybody who voted for her. Like that entire area. Like I straight up, straight up. If you are of color and you in, and you live in that area, leave. If you are somebody who is who is even a rem- remotely believes in science, get the heck out of that town because they are electing people who have zero brain cells, except they have the one brain cell that's only meant for demented stuff. Like, 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 like that. She, you know, she has no curiosity to ever, to even, she speaks without even thinking. Like I'm trying to like think while I speak right now. She is, she literally opens her mouth and says, they must've just changed that rule recently because the republicans would never have allowed that she didn't think before she said that and she doesn't have and she didn't think back about it because she didn't realize that that was even that could even be a problem like no that's not how it works i don't know why you guys think this is some kind of baseball team like 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 you just you know i like but at all costs i got a score yeah but she also put this uh sign up that said it said like there's two genders or something like that but I love, like, right now, the uh, conservative position is science is real. There's only two genders. You don't just get to make up genders. 
And also, that potato is a man, goddamn it. So, so, there, so I mean, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get, it Trump, I get that Trump is like still like they're gone. So they got to appeal to the white. Well, they what literally had so, a golden so statue you, of them. At well, well, I'm saying like it's like well, I know Trump. Trump is your god, and you you're trying to channel your inner Trump and saying what you think it, he would say, even though he might not even say that. Yeah, but, it's, but it, you know, like they're just trying to emulate him, even though that's it probably comes out dumb. It, right, it comes out dumb, but it's all. It, it, it just you had a they had a chance back back with McCain to change their messaging to change to actually try to get try to win votes by doing you know some of the right things like maybe we bring in a more diverse uh or, or with Romney like right and and they and they have decided no we're gonna double down on Trumpism yeah even though, even though Trump himself is like I wouldn't have said that. Well, no, that's the funny thing is all these people are scrambling to try to get the Trump base. Right. And and they're not none of them are gonna get it. Trump's gonna come in and be like, these people are losers. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Them. Like, is, the second the second that, that like, Trump get move, makes a move Ted and he Cruz, knows that Ted Marjorie Cruz Taylor really, is a is a threat to me, he's gonna think that. Yeah, no, she, Ted Cruz is bending over backwards to like, like, just like kiss Trump's ass right now. I, and he, and you know he's and, gonna say, "Oh my gosh!" And he's as soon as Trump gets back in the race, he's gonna be like, "Lion Ted, your dad killed Dan." <laughs> Ted. Lion, Lion Ted went to Cancun. Like he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna destroy gonna... him. He's gonna destroy him. Yeah, Ted, Ted's already dead in the water. Is is done already? There's yeah. nothing Ted can do right now. That could save him in 2024 because Trump, when Trump shows up, well, he's here's just the funny thing is, even if that. Trump doesn't run, it's going to be the goddamn pillow guy that gets it. He better hope that Trump is. He better hope that Trump doesn't make it. That Trump doesn't make it to that to that year because if he gets to 2024, whether he's running or not, they're going to look. They're going to get sound bites from him, and it's going to be Lion Ted went to Cancun. Don't never forget, and that'll be it. Ted will be done. Because they'd be like, yeah, that's what my God King said. You hear that? Ted Cruz sucks. Well, love, you know what the theme? Do you know what the, the theme of CPAC is this year? It was no. it, oh, 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 it's like cancel culture or something like no, that. No, it's right? uncanceled. Uncanceled. That's so, so and I, I don't know. Uh, they, they uh, original. One, they canceled this one speaker of color, young Pharaoh. <laughs> <laughs> they, found, uh, they canceled their speaking spot because. Yeah. The, the black guy always they, dies first in the movie. They found this anti-Semitic stuff. Um, tor- terrible stuff, by the way. He totally is a repulsive person. Um, but it's ironic that's the one person they got rid of. But you see this the guy you know, on, the, that on, the website, on the CPAC website. On the CPAC website, you see these two things. It says, uh, it said one speaker has been canceled from the lineup because or it's removed from the lineup for expressing views that are not with the uh do not fit the values of our organization. And then it said the theme of this year's CPAC is uncanceled. <laughs> this is a they are a parody onto themselves. Yeah. They are they are a whole Saturday Night Live skit. Saturday Night Live can't portray them in any worse of a light. That's good. That's who they are. Here's the, here's the most ironic thing, right? We keep losing to these people. And we keep losing. Who's the loser now? Me, 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 me. Like, like the, the thing is, even when we win, we lose. Like, like right. we're literally saying they're like, oh, they might not like this. <laughs> <laughs> the people uh, who literally tried to overthrow democratic government might might say that we're we're being mean by overruling the parliamentarian. I can I can just see like Mitch McConnell just like turning towards like like 
I don't know, friggin' name name your Republican senator, and he just turned to him being like, does this mean I'm still the majority leader? <laughs> so like, look, just... look, someone asked, would you vote for Trump again? And he said yes. And people were like, what? How did you say this? <laughs> this dude, does, these people don't believe in anything. No, they, they don't. Nothing. They believe in nothing. They believe in whatever Trump believes. Like, like, they believe in whatever they need to get votes. Which right now means All they I want to do is hang out in my Nantucket uh, li- living space and then fly to Mars when this hellscape <laughs> eats itself. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mitch McConnell literally does not believe in anything. He has no. ideology, like his ideology is power. That's how, like, Mitch McConnell <laughs> would have literally, like, guys, don't remember when Dick Cheney shot someone in the face and made them him made them yeah. apologize to him. You guys don't remember that. Like, no, they don't care. They don't care. They don't. They don't give Mitch, a damn. Mitch, Mitch doesn't even care when his arms are like turning completely black and blue. No, <laughs> <laughs> just like oh, my arms about to fall off. <laughs> because he probably like freaking <laughs> having no, a no, we should. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he was, he was, he was, he was spirits. This is monthly poker night with 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 the. Uh, uh, with Nixon and, and Reagan <laughs> and Rush Limbaugh. They're all just sitting around a table. <laughs> oh, Rush Limbaugh died, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> He's at the poker table, too. <laughs> yeah. Just say so saved the spot for him, you know. Gets it next to Amy. It's hot. It's, it's like, it's hot here. <laughs> cancel culture thing the whole oh my god they're 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 out of control they're canceling us it, it's all they don't believe a single word of it um they don't actually believe that like, like the leaders they're just saying whatever they need to do to rile up their base yep. um and somebody's saying oh well you know they're not the majority they don't care if they're the majority no they don't, you're not. they're not looking to win democratically that's not what they're looking to do. They're looking to ruin democracy so they can win. That's what they're trying. That's what their that's what their strategy is. You know, a coup a coup never has majority support. Otherwise, it's not a coup. 
Right. A coup is an angry minority who capture a government. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we're uh, in, right, right now, just through, just through um, the legislature, we are living in a minority majority rule ruling right now. Like it's, we're held hostage. We're we're, we're fake yeah. held hostage by the Republicans right now, who are in the minority. Yeah. So right. Well, no, by the parliament, parliamentary, by the, by the chief parliament, yeah. <laughs> chief <laughs> parliamentarian. <laughs> yeah. Might as well, be, it might as well be called that because yeah, that's, well, that's look, the look, power they actually have. Here's the thing: nobody heard about this person before this week. Do you know why? Right. Because they've they've, no, they've never actually never respected. Been a factor. They've never been a factor before. No one ever thought about like, oh, we gotta listen to what this person says. No, no not at no. all. Like I said, Dick Cheney literally fired them when he didn't get his way. Like, like and no one even cared because it's like, ah, eh, whatever. You know, this person has never been a factor before this week. Now they're like, oh, sorry. I can't. I can't wait till they port. They they they'll point the figure at Eugene, you the 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 Capitol Police officer Eugene. It's like, <laughs> well, it's up to him. Like, yeah. Wait, wait, me? Yeah. <laughs> Well, He's got to do it. This is, and now there's people always saying, well, obviously it's the parliamentarian who said no. We can't. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. There's all these like Twitter, ta- like, guys, don't you know about the parliamentarian? God, you're so stupid. Right. <laughs> it, I can just, it's, liter- it's literally watching the Democrats do that whole like high school fight thing where like they act like they want to fight. But they always tell their guys to hold them back. Hold me back. Now I'm going to get them. Hold me, hold me back. Like, literally, literally, hold me back, guys. Oh, I'm gonna, I want to do this so badly, but you just hold me back. Like, Look, that's, I'm, I'm that's literally on the Wikipedia page um, for Senate parliamentarian. And it looks like it was edited so recently. <laughs> like, the first, the first sentence, an important role of the parliamentarian is to decide what can and cannot be done under the Senate's reconciliation process under the provisions of the Bird Rule. Huh? It seems like it seems like that one. Somebody, <laughs> somebody sent the Aiden. Yeah. <laughs> like, hold on. If somebody looks this up. We gotta, we gotta give a pro- plausible. Uh... The parliamentarian is God. Like, yeah, did you yeah. not know that? Oh, you didn't hear that? Oh. You guys are so, you guys What's are just dumb. What's the problem? <laughs> it says something. You can't undo it. Just tends, tends the rules. They have this giant. You would have known. You you would have known that if you took your political science class, like I did. Okay. <laughs> they have the giant. You know, like fairly odd parents. I'm just picturing the parliamentarian has one of those giant books that just says "the rules" right on, right on it, like. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so yeah, that's where we're at, peoples. Um, we still don't have a relief bill. <laughs> we still don't have a COVID bill. We've been no, summer is gonna come, man. Um, we're, we're, we're heading into spring. I, <laughs> maybe next episode we'll have something to report. It seems like we're inching and closer and closer. Like the, house, the house passed it today. The house voted yes. So the House has passed it. I so cannot what? believe it's taking this long for four, for $1,400. Well, so supposedly, they after this, they have an infrastructure bill that's going to reconciliation that's even bigger. Roads Finally, and- we, got our, we got our roads. 
We're gonna get our roads. Can't wait. Well, so, suppose the idea is gonna that be- that that could that could work. I can see that one happening because there's a lot of construction money go, uh, being thrown. Well, at, yeah, at supposedly these, uh, the whole point is they're gonna set up like a, a works projects administration type deal, like FDR did. Mm-hmm. That's that's mm-hmm. the that's the idea, but I don't know. They may be like, well, the parliamentarian said no. Uh, if it turns yeah, out, but I don't know. It still goes. It still eventually that money still goes out to contractors. Yeah, right. I I mean. I don't know. I'm I'm hopeful for a couple things, but god damn it, guys, just pass a goddamn minimum wage. Like, just do it. Yep. Pass the minimum wage. Why don't you increase those those checks to two thousand dollars while you're at it? You know, try to salvage some reputation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is gonna like. I I get it. All these people like to hang out with each other. They like so the 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 establishment folks they know the establishment folks like people who have a lot of money they know they know people who have a lot of money they they don't care about all the intricacies of you know uh well uh people's wealth uh well-being and you know people who are homeless people who are jobless people who can't pay bills people who have been getting evicted like i know they have they're so far separated from that they they don't know anybody who has been going through those these things but um like I got to imagine at some point, somewhere, someone gets to him, like, like, and gets a message to him, like, right. this is, this is really, this is really bad out here. Like, it's just someone being, someone sending a video, sending, sending something to them to say, hey, uh, this really sucks. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I, it's just really, it's just really I'm weird. Like a, uh, I want to. Christmas Carol type deal, where like Biden's visited by the ghost of Corn Pop, mm-hmm. you know, just or or just like play like do like an eighty style movie, but have it being set in twenty twenty one, where like you're like going to Skid Row, you know, and you or like you're hanging out in the in like uh, a real a real rundown area, like and if you say like this is actually go by and goes to Scranton, Pennsylvania. Right, and, and, and it's and I'm looking out with look, some look, jazz musicians, and, and it's just like <laughs> showing well, the CD like, side of town. Everything, everything looks, everything looks exactly like it actually does in 2021. But like the cars are old, the cars look like they're from the 80s. But everything else is like, oh, actually, this is 2020, it's 2021, guys. Like it's, just, it sucks. You see some folks walking around snapping. He's like, "Oh, there's some gangsters around." <laughs> right, right. Like, but like, if you just like get them to really understand that we could actually change that now, Joe. You give some people something to do. Give them some money in their pocket. You want to stimulate that economy? Give them money. There's this horrific Joe Biden dreamscape. Like, <laughs> just you know. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. You just gotta gotta present that kind of movie for Hallmark. To, to have Joe watch some night at like five o'clock in the afternoon when he's about to take a nap. Like, like let him like put on that movie for him because he's not going golfing, which is great. I'm glad he's not going golfing. No, but I, do, I do think, yeah, I, I do see him um, like getting tuckered out and falling asleep after watching like a movie with the wife. Like I can see him doing that. We just, yeah. just got to change well, that, not, that lifetime movie. I, I will say this for him. He's not psychotically tweeting at like three in the morning. Thank God. I, I, but I will say, I do feel like the news cycle hasn't slowed down yet. 
like at first I was like, all right, great. Now I can go like a week and like I can kind of stay up with the news. Whereas before it was every five hours, you're like, what happened now? What happened now? What happened now? Oh God, well, what happened now? Okay, so here's the question. Here's the question. Are we conditioned to check the news more? Is is that where we're at? Yeah, that's, just... that's that's no, nah, no. Nah, I I think I would agree. I would have agreed with that, except for the fact that like, boom, boom, boom. We've gone from we've we're talking about fifteen dollar minimum wage not being a thing now. We're talking about the COVID relief package still being delayed and not actually happening. We're hearing about uh, we're not actually going to do fifty thousand dollars in student loan relief. Uh, we, like, we're talking about uh, Syria being attacked today. Syria being attacked today, like it's. It uh, I I don't know I think that would be newsworthy no matter what year it is so yeah, no, I, I understand this has been a this no but kind of a wild is, week. but I mean is has this type of rapid fire stuff just been happening forever and we just haven't checked it as much mm. you know things do happen Maybe. fast but these are big things though that's the only that's the only thing I can't get past is this isn't this isn't some. Like I don't want to say is well, look, some, I feel, but, but I feel like like during Obama, a lot of this stuff would have happened. It wouldn't have been news as much. No, because right? I I think of um like the credit card um bill, the one that we the cap interest rates at fifteen percent, like that's smaller. Like even though it's super consequential, like if the if that actually were were to be brought to uh, the Senate, like it passed the House or something, I think that would be a big deal, but it wouldn't be something that, that in the past we might have noticed. But I think something like this right now is something that we would notice, like no matter what year it is, because this is maybe, maybe, not, maybe not the Syria part, but even that, I'm like, no, it's freaking Syria. <laughs> like, it's a big freaking deal. <laughs> like, well, like, what would, would have just happened? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. who knows? I th- maybe it would have been, maybe a lot of this stuff would have just gone the right way because back, not not too too long ago, there was a little bit of bipartisanship and there wasn't such craven a craven Republican Party, you know. Yeah. So there would it wouldn't have seen as dire. This is a dire situation because we know what we're up against, which is a brick wall of bigoted, misogynistic, like fanatical Second Amendment right like right wing like that's that's what we have now for our opposition party it's, everything seems crucial when you're up against that it's like the, the ghost of trump lives among all the all the republican senators and house reps talk about a very important topic what's that so the um results of the probe into um khashoggi's death oh yeah came out yep and muhammad 
Bin Salman mm -hmm. was found to have personally ordered it. We all kind of knew that, but it's nice. Right. To so, so of course, I think the uh, the answer is to hold him personally responsible, right, for killing a U.S. journalist. No, we don't want to create tension with our great ally, the autocratic dictatorship of Saudi Arabia that trains terrorists. I will, I will say, it is a, it is touchy, and I and and that's I don't want to say it's touchy because I know that they aren't just going to say, yeah, we're done with you guys. I just don't know how they will approach it. That so, me, I'm like, no, screw Saudi Arabia, screw Mohammed bin Salman, like. Like, no, that dude's terrible. That they used, they used a bone saw on that dude. Like, and on top of that, there's some human rights violations. He has made he has women in prison right now, activists who were fighting to get uh, get women uh the the right to drive. And then he took the credit for again the, well, the right. Have to you drive. ever seen that have you ever seen that MIA music video? The one no, no, the one the one where she got a ton of uh I'll have to check that one out in a minute. She basically um, got a ton of Saudi Arabian women who are all, you know, in coverings, and they just drove around and did like a demolition rally in Saudi Arabia for the music video. And she just was there, like, like all these people are breaking the law. What are you gonna do about it? And none of them were caught because they couldn't identify them because they're forced to wear coverings. Amazing. Yep. Amazing. I love MIA. Yeah. And MIA did that without a face covering? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she, she, did inside, and she did it in Saudi Arabia? Yep. Yeah, she... Not me. <laughs> couldn't be Couldn't be me. <laughs> I know how they, I know how they, how they uh, do their capital punishment in Saudi Arabia. I don't, I don't want anybody... So I, uh, my, uh, <laughs> my father is a accident reconstructionist. You know, he... he does a lot of, uh, you know, basically CSI for car accidents. Right. And there's a, he was offered a potential, you know, he, he teaches a lot of uh, police departments how they can actually, uh, you know, reconstruct accidents using science and, and physics. And um, the Riyadh Police Department, Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, asked him to come teach a class. So I almost went to Saudi Arabia a few years ago. He ended up not taking it. Um, I was looking at, you know, the travel guide at the hotel we were supposed to stay at. Mm -hmm. And the, it said basically, be careful going down the street because public executions happen here twice a week. You know, they, they cut no. people's heads off. And, no, man. And I was like, I don't like it. No. They were basically like, it might actually cause shock. And, and trauma a little bit yeah i was like yeah you think like so like don't watch it even if you think you want to yeah you know? no like, yeah no i'm set nope mess you up for life and you know you we're looking at the different like like we're looking at things to do when we were there and there's museums 
and all the museums had different hours for men and women that could be, they could go in. <laughs> so crazy. Very shocking thing to to I like. I don't want any part of that. You're thinking potentially like, wow, that's that's like a real place you can. <laughs> it's like I want if you if you are like in the CIA or like you know the feds like a good a, a good resource. Uh, to use your, some of your resources, I would say find anybody who goes directly to that hotel from from the U.S. Like anybody who's going out of their way to get down to that street to watch executions, they need to watch those dudes for the rest of their life. Anybody going out of their way to see something gross like that, that that whole, I I, I respect and love culture, but that's wrong. I'm. I, that is that's some. That's well, it's just it's just wild because you know, you know what um, Saudi Arabia is investing all that oil money in right now. No, building AI and developing AI technology. They're gonna have little samurais going around chopping people's heads off. Oh, good well, lord! No, you're thinking you're thinking there's this backwards barbaric, yes, um, kingdom. I, Auto- I I know they're not. I know they're not. No, but no, no. But what I mean is, they're an autocratic kingdom with no democracy, no democracy, nothing. But they have they are one of the richest countries in the world with an insane amount of technology. Joe, that's scary. Like it's just it's terrifying. And we are like, yeah, they're one of our biggest allies. They're one of our biggest allies. I oh gosh, that makes me sick. Like so, you know. One movie I always suggest people watch is Lawrence of Arabia. Um, and the reason I say this, you know, you really don't understand the, the role the West had to play in, in how Saudi Arabia came to dominate the Middle East. You know, how this, this very right-wing kingdom came to dominate. Um, and then actually, I, I think it, it depicts a fairly... Um, it depicts a fairly realistic view, or, or at least fairly fair view of what actually happened. You know, how we, you know, the British essentially divided up the Middle East and, and gave it to the most radical elements after World War One. I. I highly suggest people watch it if they have. I will. It's like three hours long, so. <laughs> It's one of those epics. But I'm going to jump off here, guys. Great night. See you in the free world. Oh, dear, what the fuck have we here? These motherfuckers all throwing no roads. These guys with a bad dream better not sleep. Take a nose, oh, do some blow. Oh, shit, what the hell have we done? It's alive and it's hungry as fuck. Better hide all the sides of the dough, but it's out of my control. You wish. I don't wanna be unfair, but the pair we got beat that we you got good spot with that new box. Who's right? Put the squad without nuance. I don't wanna sound unkind, but the sounds I make are the sounds of the hounds out I'm howling. Under your bed, I'm here growling. Same time under the blanket, you're cowing. Cowing like cowards, cowing on concrete showers and Rikers Island. Victims, we the wolves is wild and we all smile in that sights of violence. Acting brave and courageous ain't advantageous for health and safety. So when we say run, the Jews just run, baby. We